Well, hey, uh, welcome back. Uh, here we find ourselves in episode 13. That's right, lucky number 13 of A Few Minutes in God's Word. Hey, just want to say thank you for taking the minutes to uh, watch, to listen, uh, to be involved in what we're doing, just you know, walking through the Bible, um, picking up different pieces along the way, uh, things the Lord reveals to us, reminds us, uh, things that we can see in Scripture devotionally, and things that we can apply to our lives. And so today we're going to come to the final segment in the book of Judges. We're going to be in Judges chapter 17, and I want us to consider uh, a watered-down, confusing faith. Uh, a watered-down, confusing faith. At the end of Judges, if you maybe haven't been listening to this or you haven't been along, one of the things that you'll see is the book of Judges was a time period in Israel's history between um, their exile from Egypt and them becoming um, maybe what you could consider a political nation uh, under a kingdom. But one of the spirals and, and one of the tendencies that you see in Judges is everybody just did their own thing. Uh, everybody did to each his own, and they would— have discipline from that. They would be oppressed by different groups, and the Lord would raise up judges, different people to use them to deliver them. And what you see is you see a progression of digression throughout the book of Judges. Uh, the judges themselves become uh, less than desirable of role models. Uh, the people and their faith just become weirder and weirder. And today we find ourselves in Judges chapter 17, verses 3 through 6. Uh, Micah, looking at the life of Micah and his mom. Now, this is not Micah of the Minor Prophets, a totally separate person in Israel's history, um, so don't, don't get that confused. But here's what we see in Judges chapter 17, verses 3 through 6. It says, when Micah returned the 1,100 shekels of silver to his mother, right? So you read in there previously that his mom had uh, this money uh, that she had lost, come to find out. Micah had it. He returned it to his mom. He's like, hey, I've got your silver. Here it is. And look at what his mom said. She said, I solemnly consecrate my silver to the Lord for my son. Okay, sweet. She's like, hey, I, my money has returned. I'm going to consecrate it to the Lord. That's not a bad thing. Like she was rejoicing and celebrating like, hey, the money I thought I had lost, I now have back. I want to return that back to the Lord as a way to say thank you. Good so far, but like here, keep, keep listening. Here's what it says. Uh, I solemnly consecrate my silver to the Lord. Okay, for my son to make an image overlaid with silver. What? I will give it back to you. What? Okay, keep reading. Here we go. So after he, talking about Micah, returned the silver to his mother, she took 200 shekels of silver and she gave them to a silversmith who used them to make an idol. <laughs> and it was put in Micah's house. Now this man Micah had a shrine. He made an ephod and some household gods, and he installed one of his sons as his priest. And in those days, Israel had no king, and everyone did as they saw fit. Yeah, yo, man, Luke, what is going on here? He, here's what's going on here. They were so twisted in their worship. They had such a watered-down, confusing faith that they thought that the way they could honor the Lord is by making an idol to worship and to take that idol and add it to everything else that's that's already up there on the shelf. It's almost like somebody having a bobblehead collection, except they have an idol collection of what's going on. And you go, man, that's so, it's so weird. It's so twisted because in the Ten Commandments, right, the law that the Lord gave the people of Israel, basically when they were saying like, hey, I've delivered you out of Egypt, 
here are the rules, here are the regulations of how my people need to live, how you need to function, how you need to think, how you need to worship. And in those Ten Commandments, he starts out with, number one, and you can see this in Exodus chapter 20, number one, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, why is that the case? Here's what you got to do. When you go back, a little side note, when you read through the Old Testament law, when you're reading through like the Ten Commandments, um, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, all of that, basically what's happened is all the people know, all the people know as an example is what they've seen in Egypt. So all of these Old Testament laws is the Lord telling them, hey, look, I don't need you to live based on what you've seen and what you've experienced. I need you to live different from that. And here's how I need my people to live. But these are the basic, right, the top 10. These are the basic things that start at the top of the bill and they work themselves down. They should have known these. But number one, right out of the chute, you shall have no other gods before me. Well, I guess you could justify that and go, well, technically, they're not before you. They're just up there with you, right? (laughs) You know, it's not that like we put them on the gold medal platform and moved you down to the silver level platform. No, no, we just have you all up there on the same one. Um, and you say, okay, whatever. Well, the second one is you shall not make for yourselves an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. (laughs) Well, if you found a way to justify the first commandment, you totally blew it on the second one. (laughs) I mean, they just, it's almost as if in order to make their faith work, they either had to just disregard these regulations or, um, just, you know, leave them out altogether. Just, just, just omit them altogether. And so, what you see is what I call like a hail mary faith, right? Meaning, man, we don't know what's going to work, so let's just go with all of it. You know, everybody just go deep. We're just going to throw the ball up, and we're just going to see what happens. Um, you, you know, and the thing is, is that when the Word of God here, here's what we see, and here's what we're getting to with this watered down, confusing faith, is that when the Word of God is no longer taught. Um, And that's what you see in the book of Judges. You see it at the tail end of Joshua's reign, and you see it really come to fruition in the time frame of the book of Judges. When the word of God is no longer taught clearly, the word of God is no longer followed the way the Lord intends, what happens is it starts to get watered down and it starts to get muddled and mingled with all these other faiths, all these other religions, and all these other beliefs, it begins to migrate into this universalist, unitarian, hey, instead of choosing one or the other, let's start to mix them together and let's see what happens. It's kind of like when I was a kid (laughs) and I would go up to a drink dispenser of fountain drinks and I'd be like, man, I don't know if I want this soda or if I want this soda. So I'd fill my cup with ice and then what would I do? Man, I just would hit a little bit of everything, right? My son Caleb does that when we go to the movies and and we want to get like the frozen drink. You know, they have the, the Coke, they have the blue one, they have the red one and he can't decide. So what does he do? He just starts throwing little shots of each one and it looks like this like layered uh, parfait or something in his cup. And, and that, man, that's what they're doing with their faith. They're like, hey, let's, you know, he's like, man, you, you've got this new idol. You've got this ephod. You've got all these things. Like, just put it up there. Oh, by the way, just grab your son and just let him be your so-called priest. Um, I mean, dude, it, it was crazy what was going on. And, and listen, man, 
You see that uh, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, right? Paul goes to Athens. Um, He goes to where the philosophers were, known as Mars Hill. And it says as he's walking in, he sees all of these statues dedicated to all of these gods. It's almost like statue row with all of these gods. And at the end, it says, you know, to the unknown God, meaning like just in case we've missed one, let's go ahead and dedicate a statue to them. And then, you know, in today's time here in the United States, um, we see that too, man. Look at athletes who, you know, or, or entertainers, man, they'll get a they'll get an award, they'll have an accomplishment, you know. And they're like, hey, first and foremost, I want to thank God, um, who without Him, none of this will be possible. And you're like, oh, okay, look at them giving a shout out to God. And then all of a sudden, like profanity after profanity just starts rolling off their tongue. Uh, you start seeing the lifestyle that they're living of being a womanizer um, or all these different things, and you go, like, what's going on here? Like, you you can't just throw everything in a basket, mix it up, and then just see what happens, right? That's not what the true biblical Christian faith is all about. Um, and so, man, listen, I just want to say for our lives and for, and for your lives too, man, like, like, do we have to make sure that when the Bible is clear, like we need to be clear. Um, the Bible was very clear about how they worshiped and what they worshiped. Um, uh, but because the, the, the word of God, I guess had just been watered down to, practically nothing. Like they didn't even have a legitimate priest teaching them. They didn't even have a legitimate understanding of God's word. And and it began to muddle down and water down and just become confusing. They they themselves probably didn't know. They they just know they want to do something. Let's just try it all and let's just see what works. And so, man, let's be careful. Let, let's let's be careful to number 1, Let's make sure that we understand like what the Bible actually says. Don't just take somebody's word for it. Don't just go hearsay. Like like read the Bible, study the Bible, learn the Bible. What does the Bible say about certain things, whether it be areas of life that you're coming into, whether it be uh, cultural things that are going on, whether it be stuff that you hear in conversation? Uh, what does the Bible say about those things? And then when the Bible's clear, let's be clear. Let's not water it down. Let's not be confusing. Um, and then when the Bible isn't clear, let's be careful. Let's be careful, and, and let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to us. Because what we don't want is we don't want to see our churches, we don't want to see our families, we don't want to see our Christian community become this watered-down, confusing faith that says, let's grab a little bit of everything, let's just throw it in a bowl, and let's just see what happens. Because that's not good for us. That's not beneficial for us as Christ followers. It certainly doesn't honor the Lord <laughs> as the one in whom we find our identity. So, yeah, let's let's continue to work against that uh, and to guard against that in our lives because we look at the Bible of Judges and we scratch our heads, but the reality is uh, we could get there very easily if we're not careful ourselves. So, Uh, There you go. I hope the book of Judges has been as encouraging and challenging to you as it has been to me, reminded me of a lot of things and showed me a lot of things to apply in my life. So thank you for taking the time to watch and to listen. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And until the next episode drops, let's continue to open up our Bibles together and let's see what the Lord wants to say to us.